This meeting will come to order. Welcome to the October 26, 2023 regular meeting of the Public Safety and Neighborhood Services Committee. I'm Supervisor Catherine Stephanie, Chair of the Committee, and to my right is Vice Chair Joel Angardio, and to my left is Supervisor Dorsey. The clerk is Mr. John Carroll, and I'd also like to thank Matthew Ignau at SFGovTV for stopping this meeting. Mr. Clerk, do you have any announcements? Yes, thank you, Madam Chair. Public Comment will be taken on each item on today's agenda. When your item of interest comes up and public comment is called, please line up to speak along the right-hand side of the room here. I'm pointing it out. Alternatively, you may submit your public comment in writing in either of the following ways. You can email your comments to myself, the Public Safety and Neighborhood Services Committee Clerk. My email address is j-o-h-n-c-a-r-r-o-l-l at sfgov.org. Or you may send your written comments via U.S. Postal Service to our office in City Hall. That is 1 Dr. Carlton B. Goodlett Place. Room 244, San Francisco, California, 94102. Please ensure that you've silenced your cell phones and other electronic devices you may have brought with you into the meeting today so that you don't disturb our proceedings. And if you have any documents to be included as part of the file, you should submit them to me over the rail. Items acted upon today are expected to appear on the Board of Supervisors agenda of November 7th, 2023, unless otherwise stated. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Will you please call the first item? Agenda item number one is a hearing to consider that the person-to-person premise-to-premise transfer of a Type 48 on-sale general public premises liquor license to 7682 LLC to do business as Fig and Thistle, located at 313 Ivy, will serve the public convenience or necessity of the city and county. Thank you, and I believe we have Lieutenant Jonas from SFPD who is here on behalf of Officer Salmonson. Welcome. Thank you, Supervisor. Good morning, Supervisors. Uh, I'm Lieutenant Steve Jonas with the San Francisco Police Department ABC Liaison Unit. This morning, you have before you a public convenience and necessity report for 7682 LLC, uh, Fig and Thistle. They have applied for a Type 48 license, and if approved, this would allow them to operate an on-sale general public premise. There are zero letters in protest, zero letters of support. They are located in Plot 558, which is considered a high crime area. They are in Census Tract 162.00, which is considered a high saturation area. Northern Station has no opposition to this application. The ABC Liaison Unit recommendation is approval with the following conditions. Conditions for Type 48 on sale, general public premise. Petitioners shall actively monitor the area under their control in an effort to prevent the loitering of persons on any property adjacent to the licensed premises as depicted on ABC Form 253. And entertainment provided shall not be audible at any nearby residence or consideration point. Thank you. Any questions from my colleagues? No? And do we have any representatives of the applicant present? I believe that we do. Would you like to speak? On, on the mic, please. Yes. Um, I don't really have too much to say. I was just hoping to get approval from the board. Um, we're super small, about 500 square feet. We've been in business for 10 years and very active in the community. Um, and we just plan on kind of keeping very low key as we have been with the wine bar. Um, yeah, but thank you for your time. Thank you for coming. Mr. Clerk, can we open this up for public comment? Very good, Madam Chair. Do we have anyone here who has public comment on agenda item number one? If so, please come forward to the lectern. And Madam Chair, it appears we have no speakers. And we have no remote public comment anymore. This is correct. Thank you so much. So public comment is now closed. 
don't see any questions from my colleagues. I know that this is in District 5, and the District 5 supervisor is um, approves of this, so I would now like to move that the clerk prepare a resolution making a determination that the person-to-person, premise-to-premise transfer of a Type 48 on-sale general public premises liquor license to the applicant would serve the public convenience or necessity. And may we take this motion without objection and send this resolution to the full board with positive recommendation. Hearing a motion to send a resolution recommending approval to the Board of Supervisors on that motion from the Chair, Vice Chair Engardio. Engardio, aye. Member Dorsey. Dorsey, aye. Chair Stephanie. Aye. Stephanie, aye. Madam Chair, there is no opposition. Thank you so much. And will you please call the next item? Agenda item number two is an ordinance amending the health code to require that sites that collect medical specimens on behalf of clinical labor laboratories partner with either a governmental entity, a licensed health care provider located in the city or an educational or academic institution, establish hygiene, sanitation, and privacy standards, and adhere to the HIPAA standards, and provide that a violation of the specimen collection standards is a public health nuisance subject to an administrative penalty that may be imposed by the Department of Public Health. Thank you. This item is sponsored by Supervisor Preston. We have his legislative aide, Melissa Hernandez, uh, with us on his behalf, along with our public health officer, Dr. Susan Phillip, and I will turn it over to them. Thank you so much, um, Chair Stephanie, Vice Chair Engardio, and Supervisor Dorsey. Um, as Chair Stephanie mentioned, my name is Melissa Hernandez. I'm one of Supervisor Preston's legislative aides, and I'm here on his behalf today. As background, this ordinance is the result of extensive discussions with the health officer, various departments, and other stakeholders. Our office first looked into crafting legislation after a number of questionable COVID testing tents started appearing throughout the city and in the Tenderloin, paying vulnerable constituents to ostensibly test them for COVID. Per our constituents, the people operating the tents were making copies of people's private identity documents, taking swabs without wearing any personal protective equipment, and then not returning test results to people. Unfortunately, when we reached out to the city attorney's office and the Department of Public Health, we learned that there were no regulations in place at that time for these types of sites following the end of the health officer's emergency order, which ended on February 2023. This ordinance will give the city a clear way to regulate these sites and ensure that any rogue sites can be shut down expeditiously. As mentioned, the health officer, Dr. Susan Phillip, will be providing some further background on the substance of the legislation, and I'm also happy to answer any questions. Thank you. Dr. Phillip? Good morning, and thank you. I want to start by thanking Supervisor Preston for sponsoring this important piece of legislation and to Melissa Hernandez and his office for working on this and inviting me to speak. Thank you, Chair Stephanie, Vice Chair Engardio, and Supervisor Dorsey for hearing this item. I'm Dr. Susan Phillip. I'm the health officer for San Francisco, as Chair Stephanie has said. I'm here to, today to express SFDPH's support as well as to explain the rationale behind the proposed legislation. The legislation sets standards for otherwise unregulated sites that collect medical specimens for COVID-19, flu, RSV, or other viruses to ensure these sites meet minimum infection control and safety standards. It will also address the continued presence of specimen collection sites on San Francisco streets and sidewalks, demand for which could grow during the fall and winter COVID and flu season, when multiple viruses may be circulating in San Francisco. Because these sites do not test the specimens on site, they are not subject to regulation by existing federal or state public health agencies. 
Lastly, the proposed legislation puts in place clear infection control and safety standards to make sure that there's no inadvertent risk of transmission of a virus from members of the public seeking a test to workers at the collection sites or to other members of the public. Those standards, along with minimum privacy standards, also ensure that the public has confidence in the public health testing process and that the testing is being conducted by a trusted and verified source. It will also require sites to partner with a trusted community entity located in San Francisco, such as a government agency, school, or healthcare provider. Supervisor Preston introduced this legislation in July. Since then, these sites have continued unabated. We are concerned these unregulated sites will undermine trust in vital testing for respiratory diseases as we enter the winter respiratory virus season. As a result, I issued a temporary health order on October 11th to regulate these sites because we needed to take immediate action. However, this health order is only a temporary solution to this issue. This legislation sponsored by Supervisor Preston would provide for permanent regulations for these sites in San Francisco. SFDPH supports this ordinance, and we hope that you recommend it to the full board with a positive recommendation. I'm happy to answer any questions you may have, and again, thank you for having me. Thank you, Dr. Phillip. Supervisor Dorsey. Thank you, Chair Stephanie, and thank you, Doctor. I, I support this, and I really do appreciate it. I will express my appreciation to my colleagues for bringing it forward. I did have a couple questions, though, about the existing. Are, are the operators of these, to our knowledge, making representations that people are going to be getting results of COVID tests, and then they're not getting them? And is there, I'm trying to understand the business model of how are they making money and what is their incentive to do this? You know, Supervisor, those are really good questions and I have to say that I, in my role, do not have a, a clear understanding, uh, which is a whole other set of concerns okay. separate from the, the, the health concerns that have been, has been expressed already. Okay. Um, we actually did look into this um, in crafting the legislation. We also don't quite understand what the incentive is, but my understanding is that they are making representations to our constituents that they will be receiving test results, um, but then our constituents are not ever hearing back. Um, so we are concerned that there's some really serious misconduct happening, um, which is why we insisted that we also include privacy protections for people, um, especially given that these sites appear to be making copies of some of their personal documents and information. So um, thank you for the question. Okay. I was, uh, part of the reason, um, I know that, you know, in having worked in the city attorney's office for many years, if there is a business practice that is engaging in, in illegal practices, there can be a cause of action civilly. Now, obviously, you know, if that's, if this is a fly-by night and it's not, it may not be worth doing, I think, I'm gonna, I would support this legislation either way, but it was just interesting to me. Um, you know, I don't know if, the, if this has been referred to the city attorney for investigation or not, but there may be an existing cause of action. It would be interesting to know. Uh, we worked extensively with the city attorney's office. I know that they did start some investigation. I don't wanna speak for the office. Um, I, if, Anne, you have any other context to provide, I do know that they were looking into who was operating these sites um, and who they were affiliated with. Okay. Great. Thanks so much. I have a follow-up question on that, too. Have you been working with the district attorney's office at all? It sounds like, I mean, other than the business and professions code, it actually sounds like there are, this could be criminal conduct as well. We have not, um, in part because we have, 
you know, we, we did reach out to SFPD about, about this, um, given that it's very difficult to verify whether they are actually engaging in the practices um, that might be illegal. Um, it, I don't know that we would have a case, but I'm happy to reach out to them um, just to, to request their, their insight and input as well. Thank you. Any other questions, colleagues? Well, thank you. This is really important legislation. I think we can open it up for public comment. Do we have anyone here in the chamber who has public comment on agenda item number two? If so, please come forward to lectern. Madam Chair, it appears we have no speakers. Public comment is now closed. Colleagues, would anybody like to make a motion? Madam Chair, I'm hearing a motion from Member Dorsey that this be recommended to the Board of Supervisors. With positive recommendation. On that motion, Vice Chair Engardio. Aye. Engardio, aye. Member Dorsey. Dorsey, aye. Chair Stephanie. Aye. Stephanie, aye. Madam Chair, there is no opposition. Thank you. And do we have any other items before us today? There is no further business. This meeting is adjourned.